Welcome to the Psych Central Show, where each episode presents an in-depth look at issues from the field of psychology and mental health, with host Gabe Howard and co-host Vincent M. Wales. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Psych Central Show podcast. My name is Gabe Howard, and with me, as always, is Vincent M. Wales. And hey, we want to tell you about a great podcast from our friend Paul Gilmartin, The Mental Illness Happy Hour. His show is geared toward anyone interested in or affected by depression, addiction, or other mental challenges. Paul has interviewed Andy Kindler from Everyone Loves Raymond, Paul Rust from the Netflix show Love, and Maria Banford from the Netflix original Lady Dynamite. Listen in at mentalpod.com or your favorite podcast player. Plus, Paul is a swell guy and has appeared on our show. That's true. So That's true. make sure you uh, check out the archives and listen to that show. With us today is Natalie Hampton, a name that some of you may have recognized. She is the creator of a fantastic little app called Sit With Us. Natalie, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for coming on because... Natalie is a teenager. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, She is a young person. She's still in high school and she invented an app. And the, the app addresses challenges that are unique to her... I guess, demographic, to to use an official term. Can you tell us, Natalie, exactly what the app is and what problem the app is attempting to solve? Yeah, so the app is called Sit With Us, and it's a free lunch planning app kind of used to help combat bullying and exclusion in schools. And so the way it works, it works like any social media site because I wanted it to be, you know, applicable to people in my generation. So you sign up, you create a profile page with a bio, list of interests, and you can add friends. And then from there, if you post a lunch, you say, my name is this, I'm sitting here at this time. It's broadcasted to everyone in your school. So if you're a kid that's being bullied or looking for a table to join, or just trying to find some friends, you can open the app and it'll give you a full list of the tables you can join without any fear of rejection. That's fantastic. Now, I understand from having read some things online that there are other people who are not in high school who are adapting this app for a number of other purposes as well. Yeah, I really think that fear of you know not knowing who exactly to hang out with or who to sit with is kind of spans all ages. And so I didn't expect this at first, but when we released, we started hearing from elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, colleges, graduate schools, and even workplaces as well. Like the doctors and nurses at my local hospital are using it to coordinate shifts and everything. And so I think it's kind of applicable for any situation. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the the workings of the application. So let's say that you and I attend the same high school. And I pull up the app and I create a profile. Now I'm assuming that it knows, the app knows that we're attending the same high school because it asks what high school we attend. Yeah, so um, to stop kids from seeing lunches from other schools in different countries or anything, it creates a micro community within your school. And so you're asked to sign up with your school. And then from there you can add friends from your school and chat with people from your school. And then the lunches that you post are viewable by them as well. That's very cool. About how many users have you got now? So we released in September 2016, and since then we've gained over 100,000 users, and we're in eight different countries, and we just want to keep expanding. We've been getting requests for it in random countries like Morocco and South Korea, so we want to expand to there as well. 
If you can expand to Morocco, do it. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Move your headquarters there. I, I, I think you'll enjoy it. So let, let's talk a little bit about how, how was this advertised? I mean, you know, because the, the first thing that I'm thinking is, I, you know, I've never heard of this. Now, it, that's possibly because I'm 40 and not in high school. But how would somebody know about this? So when we first released, we didn't ask for any media attention except for one article. And we asked my tiny um, local newspaper if they could run a small story on it the day we released. And I just thought this would get the word out to like a couple parents. And um, really, I just did, I made this app as sort of a therapy project to get over the bullying that I experienced. And then um, someone from NPR saw that local news story. And then two days later, I was on NPR. And then it's just snowballed from there. And it's been getting kind of a crazy amount of press attention, which has turned my life upside down in the best way possible. Um, and then on top of that, I'm a school speaker. And so about once or twice a week, I go and speak at local high schools, local elementary schools, and kind of get them excited about bettering their community and stuff like that and so it's kind of a combination of the story resonating with people that I've never even met before and then bringing it to the students themselves. As a speaker you do a very good job. I, I watched your uh, your TEDx teen talk and wow you seem like you've been doing this forever. <laughs> Thank you I'm a theater kid and so that's kind of where I get my background. I pretend like my story is a monologue and just go from there. There you go. That, that explains it. That's great. So in your explanation, <laughs> you had said that, that you were bullied. And that's what gave you the idea for this, this app and for this project. Can you walk us through that a little bit? Yeah, so the app is kind of a culmination of two years of pretty extreme bullying that I, um, that I experienced. I was at a school where it was kind of a toxic community and kids were doing really bad things and not being punished by the administration. So it, it kind of created this culture where you could do whatever you wanted and you could get away with it. There were no repercussions. And so for two years straight, I was really badly bullied. I was physically attacked four separate times. I was verbally bullied. I was sent death threats. I was cyber bullied. And then on top of that, I ate lunch alone every day. And that experience was so humiliating and isolating, and I felt like nothing. And so once I was able to switch schools and I was in a much nicer community where I had friends, I would always invite kids sitting alone over to my table, and that's where I made my closest friends. And so I kind of wanted to show that message to teach kids to invite kids sitting alone over because you never know how much you're doing for them, and it can do so much. Aside from the app, you, you are also involved in anti-bullying campaigns in, in general. And what are your areas of focus in that? What are you, what are you trying to, to do next? Yeah, well, I kind of dove into this anti-bullying nonprofit world with the app, and I've met so many amazing people. And in a lot of my talks, I mainly just try to teach kids to be more conscious of the people around them and think of one concrete thing that they can do to better their community heading out. And I always give kids that assignment to think of one thing, whether it's inviting someone over or holding the door open for someone, because if we have all these kids going out there, making conscious choices to be kinder to everyone around them, it will have such lasting effects. So this is a little bit of an advanced question, but what causes bullying? 
I mean, I, I, we all know what bullying is. We all know it's when one person picks on another one. But what's the psychology behind that? And I know that's kind of a, a tough question for, for somebody, but you know, you, you've got such a great idea to help resolve it. What is your understanding of the causes of it? From what I've seen in my old school community, it really came from the top because the administration was refusing to crack down on any forms of bullying. And it, it really taught the kids that they could get away with anything. And so it breeded this toxic community over the years where kids could get away with anything and they were attacking their classmates and there were no repercussions. And so I really think that it comes from the top. It needs to be the administration. It needs to be the teachers kind of setting that tone. But then it also comes from the students as well. It is up to us to kind of make our communities better and make a difference and set the tone for that. And as a senior in high school, I've experienced that as well, that all the younger kids kind of look up to us. And so if there is a tone from the top with the seniors and the administration and the teachers, that bullying is not okay and will not be tolerated. It translates across all grade levels. That is an excellent answer. And it's, I, I am older than you, uh, significantly older than you. And uh, I was bullied in high school as well. And there was, there was no smartphones. There was uh, no Facebook, which is kind of a blessing because my bullying ended at the end of the day. Right. But I, mm -hmm. I really felt strongly that school was one of the few places where if a student attacked another student, nothing was done. But if a student were to attack a teacher, that would be, you know, a police matter, something would be done. So when I was a kid, yeah. school was one of the few places where adults had more protections against abuse than children. And this resonated with me very, very strongly. And you're right. I ate lunch uh, alone for a very, very long time. And it wasn't until I started making friends when I found a tribe. There was safety in numbers. And, you know, hey, technology is a great thing and you really made it work for you. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com. Secure, convenient, and affordable online counseling. All counselors are licensed, accredited professionals. Anything you share is confidential. Schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist whenever you feel it's needed. A month of online therapy often costs less than a single traditional face-to-face -face session. Go to BetterHelp.com forward slash Psych Central and experience seven days of free therapy to see if online counseling is right for you. BetterHelp.com forward slash Psych Central. My next question is, you said that you wrote this app. So in, in addition to being, you know, a speaker, a social ambassador, are, are you also a computer programmer? Yeah, it's kind of funny because I had this crazy idea to create an app to kind of help combat bullying. And I presented the idea to my parents with like lots of jazz hands or whatever. And they looked at me like I was insane because I was 15, I had never taken a single coding class and I wanted to create this app, but they ran with me the entire way and I started taking coding classes right away. And um, what I mainly did is I took a notebook, drew out a bunch of rectangles and then just translated everything that I was seeing into my, in my head onto the paper. And so I had a notebook that had every page of the app, every function, and then um, I learned basic HTML, Java, and Bash. And then I got to work side by side with a professional coder. And so the two of us created this app. And I've learned so much about the technology world through that and through that experience. And are you still the head coder? 
I'm still a full-time student, and so in order to be able to do that and do that well, um, I have handed over my responsibility. So I am still um, in charge of, you know, social media and contacting people and, you know, traveling around. Um, and then we also have a coder and kind of his team as well working on the updates and um, making sure that it is compatible with the new iOS or whatever. I think it's great that you like apologize that you can't do everything. You're like, Hey, I'm a full time student. I wish student, I could do so everything. I can't do it all. Yeah. That, that's, that's very reasonable. Don't, don't put so much pressure on yourself. So I want to circle back to the TEDx talk. I have not watched the TEDx talk and I would imagine that most of our listeners have not either. What was the, the scope of the TEDx talk and what were probably, you know, a couple of your, your best points in that talk? So it really just outlines my story starting from the beginning when I started being bullied all the way through app creation to now. And it's called All It Takes Is One because the one thing that I want people to take away is that all it takes is one person to change the world. And starting now, that's you. That's your responsibility. And um, I just kind of urge people to be more conscious of those around them and see what they can do, even if you feel like, oh, I'm only this age or only I, I can do so much. You can do a lot from any situation and to kind of find the ways where you can make a difference. So what comes next um, after graduation? College plans or business person? <laughs> Definitely college. <laughs> um, but Sit With Us is my passion project. It's my baby. And so it's not something that I really want to give up, even if I'm a full-time college student. And so I hope to bring it to whatever city I'm going to and get it in, implemented into the public school systems there as well. Regarding the bullying question that, that Gabe asked earlier, parents also are not exactly urging their kids to defend others. They're kind of, you know, let them fight their own battles kind of thing. Do you think that's an issue? Yeah, I think it really is up to the people in power positions to kind of set the tone for people who aren't, and that's who they're going to be learning from. And so if their parents are encouraging them or not discouraging this kind of bullying behavior, it's going to continue on. And so parents should be there as a resource to listen to their kid if they're being bullied, or even if they are the bully, because either way, there is going to be damage. And so it's really up to the administrators and the teachers and the parents to be paying attention. What's, a, what's your message to somebody who is being bullied right now? I would say that the best thing that I ever did was reach out to someone. When I was going through it, I felt utterly alone and just destroyed. And if I hadn't started talking about it, I would have, I would still be there and I would still be in that place. And um, the only person that I really trusted was my visual arts teacher because we were close and she would leave her classroom unlocked for me during lunch. So I didn't have to sit alone. And just through that, I started opening up about what was happening. And um, I started opening up to my parents and that's when it began to change. That's when people that I trusted were stepping up and saying, no, it isn't your fault that you're being bullied. And they kind of helped me find the resources that I needed at the time. And so I feel like if I hadn't opened up, I would still be feeling those feelings and, I'm really glad that I had someone to talk to. This is a bit of a tough question to ask, you know, a high schooler, but if a parent was in front of you right now and said, listen, my child is a bully, what should I say to my child to encourage them to stop? What advice would you have for that parent? 
people don't just become bullies for no reason. And usually there's some sort of underlying cause. And so if there's a way that you can talk to your kid and figure out what's going on, if there's some sort of frustration that's going on with them, I think that's the best way that you can get them through that. And if you're not as close with your child, you know, bring them to a specialist because they need to be able to open up and talk about what they're doing as well as um, why they're hurting people. I've often heard it said too, that bullies are frequently bullied themselves at home. So I'm not sure yeah. that asking, you know, that a parent would really do that, but anything's possible, I suppose. I think you're right. And I think it's a fair point, but I think that a lot of our listeners are aware of what's going on with their kids. And let's say that they, they hear from Natalie and they think, you know, that's a good point. Maybe I shouldn't let kids just work it out or I shouldn't just let boys be boys and all of the tropes that we've heard. Now they've got to do something. And, you know, I don't know everybody's family life. I don't know everybody's children. And I certainly don't know if Natalie has all the advice that we need, but I think she has an excellent starting point. And to her point, people have to do something. You know, for a long time in bullying, people were just doing nothing. And then nothing was ever going to change. So, you know, thank you, Natalie, for speaking up. That's, it's really important. I felt like it was something that I really had to do. I felt like if I didn't use my sword to speak out against bullying, I was just as bad as all the bystanders who watched me be attacked and said nothing. I didn't want to add to this kind of stigma of doing nothing. And so that's why I really wanted to create this project, even if it was even if it's been difficult and even if I get so little sleep over it, it is so worth it. Well, hopefully you find time to get more sleep. It is certainly well-deserved. Natalie, you've accomplished a lot for a 17-year-old, but, but I do believe that at your core, you are still 17. What is your favorite rock band? Is it still rock? I mean, it's, it's been a while. Is it, do we still have rock and roll? Is it still out there? <laughs> I wow. just read an article today that hip-hop has now superseded rock as the most popular genre. I, Vin, what, what happened? Uh, what, like I we, Dude, we started... I, I, I quit wondering that when disco hit, so, I, you know. <laughs> when disco hit, I wasn't alive. Shut up, Gabe. <laughs> Natalie, thank you for agreeing to be on the show. We, of course, look forward to everything that you do, plug the website. Where can some, I mean, obviously we can download this app from the Apple App Store and from Google Play, but what's the website address for our listeners? Yeah, so if you want to check us out, we have a website. It's www.fitwithus.io. And um, if you want to download the app, it's available on all platforms in the App Store or Google Play Store. And yeah, get started. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you everyone for tuning in. And remember, you can get one week of convenient, affordable, private online counseling anytime, anywhere by visiting betterhelp.com slash psych central. That's a wrap and we will see everyone next week. Thank you for listening to the Psych Central Show. Please rate, review and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you found this podcast. We encourage you to share our show on social media and with friends and family. Previous episodes can be found at psychcentral.com slash show. Psychcentral.com is the internet's oldest and largest independent mental health website. 
Psych Central is overseen by Dr. John Grohall, a mental health expert and one of the pioneering leaders in online mental health. Our host, Gabe Howard, is an award-winning writer and speaker who travels nationally. You can find more information on Gabe at GabeHoward.com. Our co-host, Vincent M. Wales, is a trained suicide prevention crisis counselor and author of several award-winning speculative fiction novels. You can learn more about Vincent at VincentMWales.com. If you have feedback about the show, please email talkback at psychcentral.com. There are few words more misunderstood and misused than OCD. Imagine having unwanted thoughts stuck in your head all day no matter how hard you try to make them go away, and then having to pretend that everything is okay despite having to feel crippled inside. That's OCD. One in 40 people suffer from it globally, but there's hope. If you have OCD and need help, you can get better with specialized treatment. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient treatment for OCD and is covered by many major insurance plans. Go to NoCD.com to learn more. That's NoCD.com.